Coming up on this week's show, it's the GRL 2018 preview. This is the Big Gay Fiction Podcast, the show for avid readers and passionate fans of gay romance fiction. Each week, we bring you exclusive author interviews, book recommendations, and explore the latest in gay pop culture. Welcome to episode 158 of the Big Gay Fiction Podcast. I'm Will from willkanaus.com, and with me as always is my co-host and husband, Mr. Jeff Adams. Hello, sir. Hello. Uh, welcome back, everyone. We are so very glad that you've chosen to spend a few moments out of your week with us, whether you're listening to us on a train, on a plane, or in an automobile. Uh, <laughs> we are glad that you have chosen us to spend uh, a few moments of your leisure time with. And perhaps you're listening as you travel to GRL, which starts this week. Very excited to be starting our own travel uh, on this very Monday. We did stuff this week. We did? <laughs> we did. <laughs> so you said. <laughs> Shocking, right? Uh, we actually did a couple of podcast interviews this week. We're always interviewing folks for our show, but it was a special privilege to get to uh, talk with some other podcasters this week. Uh, we spoke with Sarah Wendell from Smart Podcast Trashy Books. Uh, she was on our show uh, just a couple weeks ago, and it was exciting to uh, have the tables turned on us and and chat with her for a few minutes about our show and the gay romance genre and all that stuff. Uh, that show will be coming out uh, probably by the end of the year, I suspect, and we'll let you know when that happens. Uh, I put my author hat on and got to talk to Carrie Pack this week. If you remember when she was on the show a few weeks back, we found out that she has started her own podcast called the Bi-Sci-Fi Podcast, where she looks at queer spec fiction. Uh, she informed me that Codename Winger was a little bit speculative because some of the technology that goes on uh, in that series falls in that realm. So I was happy to be on her show, talk a little bit about the Winger series and some other books. And uh, that should actually be coming out by the end of this month. So very excited about that. Uh, I also went and had my big old fanboy moment this week. Uh, Adam Silvera and Becky Albertalli were down in San Francisco in the Bay Area on the book tour for What If It's Us, and I drove about two and a half hours uh, to get down there and see them. I'm so glad I did. It was great hearing them talk about their collaboration on this book, uh, which uh, combined Becky's kind of rom-com feeling and uh, brought Adam, as he described it, kind of over to where not all emotions had to be because someone was either dead or dying. Uh, as you know from when I reviewed a book of his uh, some weeks ago now, uh, Will's response was, why would you read that? Because <laughs> it was on the dark side. So they kind of counterbalanced each other a little, bit, a little bit and they were very spoilerly when they said no one dies in this book. And I can verify that because I finished it this week. Uh, but it was really a treat to get to meet uh, in person uh, Becky Albertalli for the first time while I've interviewed her. It's never been face-to-face. -face. We've never met each other, and now we've had a few moments, and it was it was truly a thrill. And those two have such a good time uh, on stage with each other. Uh, we, it was the third stop on the tour, but you could tell that they're also fast friends. They're not just collaborators, that they they have a truly good time with each other, and it was it was a treat. I was very happy. Teenage secret agent Theo Reese is back in action in Schooled, the second book in the Codename Winger series. 
Theo's high school computer science club is gearing up for a competition, and he agrees to lend his knowledge of cybersecurity to help them win. The covert agency he secretly works for also needs his talents when an encrypted key that allows access to the nation's electrical grid has been stolen. The file shows up at the competition as one of those to be decoded. Theo must find a way to be both an average high school student and TOS agent winger. The file must be secured, all while protecting his teammates from those who will use any means necessary to get the file for themselves. Schooled is available in ebook and paperback wherever books are sold. And if you missed Theo's first mission, pick up Tracker Hacker today. So before we get into uh, what we'll be doing and what you can expect when you attend a GRL in Virginia this year, uh, we're going to quickly talk about uh, some movies and some books that we read this past week. Absolutely. Uh, yesterday afternoon, we uh, got ourselves to the movie theater and <laughs> we saw the remake of A Star is Born. Um, uh, some of you may or may not know, this is, of course, a remake uh, number four. Big old number four uh, for this particular story. Uh, there was one in 37, one in 1950. Um, the, I, it's, I, it's, it's the Babs version. Uh, the one with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson was from... Seven, I want to say 76. It's definitely mid to late 70s. Yeah, yeah that sounds good. And uh, then the current version now playing in theaters with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Um, any thoughts? you would like to uh, espouse? This is my third one to see. I have not seen the, was it, did you say 1930? 37. 37. I have not seen the 1937. Uh, I have seen the Judy Garland, and I have seen the Babs, and now I've seen this one. This is my favorite by far. Um, followed by Judy Garland and then Barbara. Uh, the Barbara one is just, I love the songs, but it's a little... It's very 1970s. Eh. Yeah, it's very 1970s. <laughs> don't don't shoot the messenger, okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry it's not our favorite. <laughs> I do adore the songs and the ending of the film, the whole last concert, everything. Anyway, back to this version. Um, from the very moment it started uh, with the Bradley Cooper concert scene, there was just an energy to the film uh, that... I won't say that the film moves at a relentless pace, but it does have its pace and it does keep moving. Much like the the actual bass beat of that first song. That's how I perceived it. Uh, the chemistry between Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper from the first time they lay eyes on each other in the in the drag bar was just perfect. And there's something about Bradley here who I've I've watched and been a fan of since his work on Alias. He just he, he, he just embodies this character so much. Like he changes his voice is in a different register when he speaks, and his body is just kind of you see the weariness in 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 that in in Jack, and it was just stunning. And to watch what I almost felt like was a Lady Gaga story because of the the meteoric rise uh, that happened there. I, I loved it. I was I was mesmerized from beginning to end, and it I could see why it has had all of the critical reception that it has because it's it's a good movie. It's not just a star vehicle. It's a truly good movie. I think. Um, really quickly for uh, contextual sake, 
Um, if you haven't seen any of the four versions <laughs> of this movie, it is essentially a, a story of a rise and fall. A one star uh, is sort of on his way down, and he meets a young up-and-comer. They fall in love, uh, and her star eventually eclipses his, and it's about the trials and tribulations of not only their relationship, but, you know, fame and fortune and all that kind of stuff. Um, what's really interesting is, uh, I think, um, I, I love um, these sort of trashy, true Hollywood story type things. There, okay, there are some really, they're, they're perfect little gems of bad movie-dumb. When, when Hollywood turns the camera on itself, it's usually blissfully ridiculous. Uh, the dark side of fame is, uh, makes some, makes for some wonderful cheesy movie magic. Mm -hmm. Um, the versions of A Star is Born have never done that. Uh, somehow they take this story, which would be kind of, you know, uh, really kind of alienating to an audience. And what I mean by that, it's like, you know, oh, boo-hoo, you're, fam you're famous and you're having a rough time. Oh, so sorry for you. But that's actually not what it's, you know, about. I think that they always manage to make the characters uh, interesting and empathetic. And it ends up usually about those two characters and it's not about the crazy that's around them. You may get glimpses of it, but it's not about that crazy. Exactly. The first two versions uh, were, as I said, sort of a true Hollywood story. It's about actors. Uh, versions uh, three and four, the Babs and Lady Gaga versions, were about the rock music scene. Um, so, yeah, I also love this version an awful, awful lot. Like you said, the chemistry between Bradley and Gaga is really amazing. Mm -hmm. um, it's a terrific movie. I highly recommend you all check it out. Yeah, for sure. Now, you read this week. Uh, you went off. You shockingly went back to the hockey rink. I did. <laughs> um, I finally got around to reading one of the books in the Men of Hidden Creek series. Um, this is sort of a shared universe Um uh, several authors have written in, and the first set of books set in Hidden Creek, Texas, came out last year. I finally got around to reading A.E. Wasp's Score. And Score is about Bo. He is a hockey player who is essentially kind of, uh, he's in a, a low tier, I guess it's like a farm team. Is that the a word? That would be a word, yeah. yeah. I mean, it equates to baseball, but farm team is used. Essentially, yes, yes. Uh, and his career is sort of like slowly puttering out. He's kind of aging out, and he's not super enthusiastic about the game anymore. And the cute meet happens when his van breaks down, uh, and he takes it to a garage uh, where Connor works. Connor is a former Marine, and... To make ends meet, he uh, works with a fabulous colleague at uh, this tiny local garage, and he promises to fix up Bo's van, uh, and in exchange, uh, he'll give Bo a place to stay, and uh, um, as long as he helps him fix up their house. Uh, Connor uh, left the Marines, returned to Hidden Creek, and to take care of his four younger siblings, uh, his mom and stepfather uh, passed away uh, unexpectedly, and he essentially became a 
dad overnight to these four mm-hmm. kids. So uh, poor Connor's got an awful lot on his plate. Uh, Child Protective Services are breathing down his back because the house that they're all living in uh, was damaged by Hurricane Harvey. And even though he's been working his butt off to get things, you know, ship shape, um, it hasn't gone particularly quickly. And he has till the end of the month to get things up to code. Uh, So that's why he needs Bo's help. And while Bo is helping, uh, he realizes what a wonderful and amazing guy Connor is, and vice versa. Um, uh, He learns a little bit about hockey along the way, and uh, they, of course, fall in love. Um, What what I really enjoy about A.E. Wasp's work is that she's able to tackle some uh, difficult issues um, that make her characters uh, three-dimensional, but she doesn't do it in a heavy-handed or particularly dark or depressing way. Um, there's no rolling around in angst in this book, although the characters certainly have reason to. Um, uh, it's still a really, what I would call, a, a fun, light uh, category read, due in no small part to the really remarkable secondary cast, primarily the four kids. Uh, Connor's brothers and sisters. They are adorable, they are funny, they are hilarious, and thanks to A.E. Wasp, they're fully drawn characters. Uh, I loved them to pieces. Uh, They're an integral part of the story. Uh, They're not just, you know, cutesy set dressing. From the moment that uh, Bo arrives to uh, Connor's house and they're throwing a guinea pig wedding, to the very end <laughs> uh, of the epilogue where there's a romantic fairy tale puppet show, um, the kids bring an awful lot to this book uh, and Connor's and Bo's romantic journey. I really liked Score an awful lot. Uh, so I highly recommend you. But yeah, don't wait like me. Go pick it up right now. Um, it's also recently came out in audiobook. So if audio is your thing, I highly recommend you check it out. The narrator is a guy named Chris Chambers, who I've never heard before, but I thought he did a really nice job. So score by A.E. Wasp. Two thumbs up. I liked it an awful, awful lot. Cool. Not unsurprisingly, I'm going back to my fanboyness for this week. I started and finished... Uh, what if it's us which just came out on tuesday uh did this in about three days uh thanks in no small part to the audiobook which Mm -hmm. i'll just up front uh give major kudos there to the uh, narrators uh it is dual narrated you've got noah galvin who you may know from Mm -hmm. uh the real o'neills on abc and also uh took a turn in broadway's dear evan hansen recently and the other narrator is uh freud gutierrez who I have not heard of, but he also does a good job uh, voicing What If It's Us by Becky Albertalli and Adam Silvera. This is a romantic comedy, uh, which I point out up front because it does not follow all the romance tropes because it is a romantic comedy. Uh, This centers on Arthur, uh, who is in New York City uh, doing an internship at his mom's law firm. The whole family has come up to New York for the summer. Uh, They're usually in Georgia, but there's a case that mom is working on at this firm. So they're all up in the big city. Um, One day he is out on a coffee run for his associates and he passes by the post office where he sees Ben, who is holding a box. And he is struck by Ben and Ben's having some trouble getting into into the post office. So he ends up and follows Ben, strikes up conversation. just putting on essentially his best, I'm going to go talk to this boy because he's cute. Uh, 
Um, this post office meet cute is everything you ever want in a meet cute. There's awkward conversation. There's trying to figure out what's happening. Uh, what do I think of this boy? I need to take an action with this boy before he can get away. But you know what? It's a romantic comedy and the boy gets away. They end up separated because of one of your favorite things, a flash mob. Oh, God. <laughs> as can only happen Ugh. in a post office in New York. Yes. <sighs> I think flash mobs are cool. He does not. Anyway, so this is the whole first section of the book. The book's split up into three sections. The first section is about Arthur and Ben trying to refind each other. Arthur, however, is the hopeless romantic, very much a believer in the big Broadway number that can bring people together. So he is out there looking for Ben. Ben, on the other hand, has recently been burned, and that box was a breakup box that he was trending back to his ex. Uh, and he does not believe that the universe will do anything but dump on him and make bad things happen. Um, eventually, the two come together. They have such wonderful chemistry with each other, uh, these two teenagers, having New York as their summertime playground. Uh, ben takes uh, Arthur around to various places, uh, Dave and Buster's for an arcade date. Um, New York is very much a character in this book, which as I'm reading, it, it's like, oh, that is what I loved about living in New York, this and that. And Ben is very much the New Yorker that we were. Cause he's like, well, you only go to Times Square if you have to. So yeah, going to Dave and Buster's put them in Times Square, but then you escape as quickly as you can after that. Um, these two are, it's everything that Adam and Becky do so well. They paint these very three-dimensional characters who live very much in the real world, who are, you just see them out there doing their thing. And I'm babbling so badly on this book because I think I loved it oh so much. Um, there are great friends here. Uh, Ben's got best friend Dylan, who also plays uh, a big part in this book. Arthur has Jesse and Ethan, who are actually back home, so provide a little back home perspective for him down in Georgia. But there's also the two uh, law associates that uh, he's dealing with, with Namrata and Juliet, who actually use some of their their law skills to help him potentially find Ben, uh, which is a lot of fun. Um, this also pre presents uh, some tensor scenes, uh, which I think is is very valid for this type of young adult fiction. Uh, the two of them, while they're out on a date, uh, end up dealing with a homophobic jerk because, yes, there, there are homophobic jerks, even in New York City. And there's also a moment when Arthur ends up and makes an insensitive remark that he doesn't even realize about Ben's Puerto Rican heritage. And the way that that's dealt with is very deft, but also, I think, very appropriate uh, that it was handled in the way that it was. Um, I loved everything about this book. I, it's, it warmed my heart, especially everything they go through to come together. I, I was just grinning ear to ear the whole time. Uh, but like any good romantic comedy, there are those moments where the universe decides to just tear them apart. Uh, because in no small part, one of the things they have to deal with from the very beginning is that Arthur has to go home at the end of the summer for his senior year of high school. Um, it's so rich. It's so awesome. If you've read Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda or you've read any of Adam's work, you have to read this to see how these two great authors come together. 
Uh, I cannot recommend enough uh, What If It's Us. It's been, it's probably my favorite book of 2018 so far. Now, if either of these books sound interesting to you, all you have to do is go to our show notes page and find the links. There you will have uh, a multitude of ways on which to uh, explore and (laughs) find and also purchase uh, the books that we have spoken of today. Um, Also, if you would uh, be interested in supporting the show, uh, we have a Patreon page. Um, We have very different levels of... um, Support. Support. (laughs) Very different levels of support. Uh, (laughs) Some of those levels actually give you the ability to ask our guests uh, questions. Uh, We do post as we have guests coming up in our queue, so you can get those questions asked. Also, everyone who patronizes us has an opportunity to view our bonus episodes. Now, we did tell you last week that the bonus episode would actually be dropping this coming Tuesday, October 16th. Well, we changed our mind. It is such a Halloween-centric episode this month that we're actually going to put it out for you on October 30th so it can be part of your Halloween celebrations. Now, if any of our patrons are currently listening to this episode uh, and you'd like us to discuss a particular gay horror movie, uh, chime in and let us know what some of your favorites are. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash biggayfictionpodcast to find out more. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash biggayfictionpodcast. Did you know that podcasts love to get reviews too? Taking a moment to leave a review about the Big Gay Fiction Podcast helps us with the show's visibility online. Please take a moment to visit iTunes and leave a review. Your comments help other readers of gay romance discover this show. Thanks for helping us spread the word about the Big Gay Fiction Podcast. So it is once again that time of the year. Uh, No, I am not talking about Halloween. I am talking about GRL. Uh, The Gay Bromlet Retreat will be happening in Portsmouth, Virginia this year. Um, It is a wonderful, fun intimate weekend uh, with all your best book reading friends. Uh, You also get the opportunity to meet some of your favorite authors from the gay romance genre. Um, The GRL retreat started uh, almost, we're getting close to 10 years now. We are. Almost 10 years ago uh, as a small intimate weekend. It has grown and evolved over the years. Um, But as cons go, it's still uh, pretty cozy and small. Uh, like I mentioned, you get to uh, see friends, talk about books, you can go to panels, go to signings. Uh, it's an awful lot of fun, and we're certainly looking forward to GRL this year. Um, as with last year, I have all been asked once again to sort of head up a couple of Q&A panels. I'll be doing uh, three of them on Thursday afternoon. And then uh, I essentially have the rest of the weekend to enjoy myself, uh, do some work with the podcast, uh, maybe go see a few panels and hang out with my friends. I am certainly looking forward to that. Uh, how about you? What's what's your what's on your to do list, and what should people know when they uh, go to GRL this year? That's a broad question. You just left me all the heavy lifting here. Leaving it open and take it wherever you want. (laughs) Oh, that might be evil. Um, So the event starts on Wednesday. 
And for the new folks who are coming, we highly recommend that you do uh, Joyfully Jay's newbie event, which will be Wednesday at 7.30. All times Eastern, by the way. Uh, she does a tremendous job of talking to everybody who's new, giving you a little bit of the lay of the land. Uh, often there's some pairing up with uh, veteran folks uh, for the weekend as well. But if, if you're new, and it feels like from what I've seen uh, on the GRL group on Facebook, it feels like this is another year where there's a lot of newbies out there, which is going to be really awesome. Yes, most definitely. So the podcast has a pretty tremendous schedule for this GRL. I think, I think we might be busier this year than we were last year as the podcast. Uh, on Wednesday, we will be at the Industry Professional Fair. Now, this is a, a gathering for the narrators, the bloggers, the podcast, as well as services for authors. And you can come, come say hi to us and get some swag and hang out a little bit. Uh, we're also on Wednesday going to be doing the feature blogger panel, at, which is at 830. Uh, Jay from Joyfully Jay will be moderating that. And some of the other panelists include Danny from Love Bites, who's also a contributor of ours, of course. Uh, Sam from Straight Girl Goes Gay and Marie from Mainly Stories. This uh, panel will have a kind of a twofold thing going on. It's for uh, authors who may want to talk to us about how to get their book featured uh, either on a podcast or a blog. Uh, but it's also an opportunity for just anyone to talk about how to go about maybe starting up a blog or a podcast. And of course, we, we often encourage everyone to do so because the more people talking about these books, the better for everyone. Now, we're going to be in the Author Lounge twice, uh, Thursday at 4 and Friday at 10, and we will have some special swag at those events for people who want to come by and pick up some groovy pins. Uh, Saturday at 3.20, uh, we will be taking part in one of the fun fair activities. It's called Celebrating Rockstar Readers, and this is 10 authors banding together to take a moment to really celebrate the readers of their work. Uh, the authors involved here are Alexa Land, uh, Amy Nicole Walker, Charlie Cochet, Haley Turner, uh, Kyleen, I believe, Nahold, uh, Lucy Lennox, Macy Blake, Nora Phoenix, Piper Scott, and Sloane Kennedy. The event will be hosted by narrator Michael Pauly, and uh, we will also be there live streaming uh, some, or at least some portions, but possibly all of the event as well. So you'll see that stream on our Facebook page. Uh, and speaking of live streams during the weekend, uh, we are planning bonus content uh, as we did last year. There could be some ad hoc uh, live things going on on Facebook, but we also plan to be live with uh, some aspect of the show itself doing some interviews uh, somewhere in the dinner hour, probably like 5.30 or 6 uh, Eastern time. So make sure you watch uh, our Facebook page and our Twitter feed for what's going to go on each day. Uh, we could already tell you on Thursday uh, around 5.30 in the evening, we will drop a an interview that we'll be recording later that day uh, with the authors from the Devil, Make Devil Take Me anthology. And that'll be Reese Ford, Jordan L. Hawk, Jordan Castile-Price, C.S. Poe, and T.A. Moore. So you'll find that in the Facebook feed Thursday evening and then later that night on the podcast feed itself. We are busy people. Good <laughs> Lord. Are we going to survive all that? Uh, we've... <laughs> we've done it before. We have done it before. <laughs> Hopefully we can do it again. Now, on top of everything I just said, I also will have my author hat on during part of the event as well. Uh, I'll be in author lounge Thursday at 9 in the morning and Friday at 2 in the afternoon. 
uh, Friday at 1.30. I am so excited by this. Uh, I have my author Q&A. Not only, I'm sorry, this is Thursday at 1.30. Thursday at 1.30, because you're hosting us. You'll be moderating our Q&A. Uh, uh, Stephanie Haight and Chris Owen. I could not tell you how excited I was seeing this these other these two women on the same Q and A that I am. I am big fans of their work, and can I just take the whole thing over and just ask them questions, <laughs> <laughs> or will you stop that from happening? I will. I'll bring you in. I know how to do it. Don't make me do it. Yeah, he, he could be a taskmaster. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward mm. to that Q and A, and then of course Saturday at ten is the big featured author signing. Is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to or just the whole big, big event? Um, I'm looking forward to the whole thing. Um, what I have learned from years past is that for me personally and my personality, my introvertedness, um, the weekend seems to go better and I feel uh, less stressed when I go with the flow. Mm -hmm. um when you check in at grl uh you get your cute little name badge um that shows that you're part of the weekend you also get a program that lists all of the events that are going to be happening uh several of the events that jeff just spoke of um so that you have that in hand so you can plan or know what's going on uh, at any moment during the day also, GRL has provided a guidebook app that you can download to your phone. Uh, that way you also can know uh, with the just a few uh, clicks or presses of a button, you can know what's going on uh, at any moment during the weekend. Uh, I personally plan to take full advantage of the guidebook app and uh, kind of just see where the weekend takes me. Um, I don't, I'm not like planning anything specific. Uh, I mean, I know that there are certain authors that I want to see and talk to and that kind of thing. Uh, but, uh, for me personally, I think that, um, having a, a looser approach, uh, is warranted because what I found in years past is that you could never really plan for some of the, um, some of the very best, most essentially spontaneous moments. Because you never know where you're going to run into uh, one of your favorite authors, like standing in line at, you know, the food line on Saturday night when, you know, <laughs> everyone's dancing and drinking and having fun. or And you never know when you're going to, like, maybe, you know, talk to another reader and, you know, discover your new best friend. So I think um, just... Taking a relaxed approach and knowing that um, anything can happen uh, and some of the best things can happen when you don't plan for them. That's yeah. how that's just that's my that's my lazy way of going about. I've got I've got enough things to do, so <laughs> I'm not going to plan anything extra. I'm just going to take it as it comes. Yeah, I'm very much uh, the same way with that. Having done this a few times now. I try not to overplan it. I try to approach it like like how we go to Disneyland. We talked about a few weeks ago. There's a few things you know you have to do, and the rest of it you just kind of let it happen. Uh, and that's that's a good way to approach GRL too. Other than the the massive schedule that I just read off, 
which I didn't realize how big it was until I actually read it off for the good folks here. Uh, the one thing that I'm really going to bend over backwards to get myself to is to see uh, TJ Klune has a reading on Friday at 11.30. And actually, and I'm not talking out of school here because this has been on his public Facebook page. He is uh, bringing Kurt Graves with him, who will be reading a little bit of uh, Raven Song, which will be awesome. There's apparently also a super secret project that they're going to announce at the reading, as well as, depending on time, it sounds like we may get a little snippet of Heart Song as well. So I plan to jam myself into that room because I'm sure it's going to be packed and and check that out and also i've heard that's going to be live stream too so if we if we find the stream we'll we'll link up to it in our uh, facebook page but uh, that's kind of the thing i'm looking forward to i think that'll be one of my fanboy moments there's so many great authors here it's going to be hard not to just fanboy all over the place all weekend long mm -hmm. um yeah not not to mention trying not to fanboy too hard in my own q a <laughs> but uh, yeah i think and I'm looking forward to the parties this year. I don't usually look forward to the nighttime activities, but this 80s uh, dance party thing, um, just because it's going to be a bunch of 80s music, I think, I might actually stay out later for it than I have tended to stay out for parties in the past. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. But uh, yeah, if you're coming to GRL, uh, make sure you say hi to us because we'd love to see uh, our podcast listeners uh, out in the world, it doesn't happen very often because we're usually just hanging out here in the studio doing stuff. But uh, come track us down and and talk to us. Let us know what you like about the show, what what you think we could maybe improve on the show, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, tell us what you're reading at the moment. Um, I know I'll be reading books, at least on the flight, to get there. So I'll have some new stuff to talk about, too. And it, you might be reading something also. Who knows? So I think that'll do it for this week's episode. We're very happy that you've chosen to join us for this short uh, look forward <laughs> at the upcoming GRL in Portsmouth, Virginia. Yeah, we'll certainly make up for the interview that didn't happen in this show with everything that we're going to put out in the next week. So do, do as I mentioned, keep an eye on our Facebook page uh, for some goodies coming out of GRL. Yes, please. And if you're not going to Virginia this weekend, uh, that's okay. Just follow our social media accounts mm -hmm. we will be posting pictures and bonus content as jeff mentioned previously yep. also be sure to uh, keep an eye on whatever's going on in your favorite author's news feeds if they're going to be there this weekend i'm sure all sorts of lovely shenanigans are going to be documented on the instagram or facebook or twitter it's going to be good yeah no doubt <laughs> so much fun i can't wait for it Coming up next week in episode 159, we are going to come from Portsmouth, Virginia with a special recap episode yes. of GRL. Absolutely. All the all the shenanigans will get recapped within the, within an hour. <laughs> so, guys, remember, no matter where life takes you, the journey will always be sweeter when you have a book. So, until next week, everyone, please keep turning those pages and keep reading. For detailed show notes and links to everything discussed in this episode, go to BigGayFictionPodcast.com. New episodes are available every Monday at all major podcast distributors. You can also find us on YouTube. I'm Derek McLean. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.